What's up, everyone? Do you want to be friends? Well, go look me up on iTunes. You can also find me on Google Play for Android, Spreaker, Spotify, Podbean, Anchor. Put in this American Nurse Nikki and hit subscribe. I'm on all of those platforms. All of my podcasts are about living a better life. It's not just about nursing. Of course, you'll find interviews with nurses and doctors, but also looking outside the box. So I have a Playboy Playmate I have spoke with. She's got great advice. Super sweet person. You're going to want to listen. And then also a guy who was released from prison. He is now an author and a podcaster himself, and he gives advice on very important information as far as not going down the road that he had to travel. So go look me up, hit subscribe, and until next time, you all live that better life. See ya. Okay, please join me welcoming Dr. Carla Marie Manley on this Valentine's Day. Dr. Manley is a clinical psychologist and a wellness expert. She's also a speaker and an author of the upcoming book, Joy from Fear. So welcome. It's nice to have you on. Good morning. Thank you for having me, Nurse Nikki. Most certainly. So some of the topics that we'll be discussing today are perfect being that it's Valentine's Day. I know that you're very passionate about supporting others and creating the lives of their dreams. And whether it be from relationships, sexuality, work, or just communication issues. So just to kind of start all of this off, how can people improve their relationships, whether it be dating, marriage, or friendships? Great question. And I see the foundation of relationships as having a friendship. Every important relationship in life, be it romantic, um, work, family, I believe that what we often miss is that we need those seeds of friendship, and then we need to work on that friendship and build it over time. So then the question might be, well, then what is this friendship that you're talking about? And so I look at the, the pieces of friendship that what we really want in another person, we want to be able to trust them. And it's trust that allows us to move forward in relationships. So where does trust come from? Trust is built over time. It comes from having mutual respect, which, of course, mutual respect requires that one respect themselves first. And Yes. And so then once we have the mutual respect based on treating the self and others with integrity, um, then we're able to add in the components of kindness, tenderness, and those are the pieces that build a true friendship over time. So then when we look, take this into the realm of romantic relationships, a lot of times our romantic relationships, they come together because of convenience or we have the hots for someone and mm. all this passion is, is you know, <laughs> in the air. And then when the passion is gone, you know, three, six months into the relationship or a year into the relationship, we're saying, oh, I don't actually really like this person that <laughs> right. much. I don't have that much in common with them. <laughs> so what happens often is it's that's actually just that's just infatuation you know the physicality Uh of the relationship taking over and all the neurochemicals going crazy and so then people if they want to continue on with that relationship then the important piece is to be able to slow it down and build the friendship 
I absolutely agree with that. Yes, absolutely. So that makes sense. That is, that's, yeah. So when you talk about, and a lot of times, you know, during the holidays and being that it is Valentine's Day, it can be more stressful for people, um, meaning that if you're not in that relationship, it, it's, it can be a sad day, or if you are in that relationship, or you just want to approach someone, um, but you don't really know how to do that. What is some advice on maybe some self-esteem where someone can just muster up the strength to go up to someone and say, hey, do you want to go out to dinner? Or just starting that conversation, do you have some advice on that, on, on self-esteem? Self-esteem, and that's a really important piece, just like trust is in a relationship, self-esteem is a foundation for the self, right? And self-esteem isn't something we're born with or without. It's something that's grown over time. And if you have a difficult childhood and life experiences that leave you feeling like you're not worthy, not good enough, and you're afraid of rejection, of course, that all leaves the self-esteem low and and floundering. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to putting yourself out there, any day of the year, right? Mm -hmm. It's about knowing that, and I, you know, it's interesting because I work with people a lot on this issue. They become afraid of putting themselves out there for fear of being rejected, yeah, right? Yeah. That's the, yeah, we don't want to be rejected. Mm -hmm. Yet I take a different attitude toward it. I try and explain to people I can say, I feel that it doesn't feel good to be rejected. Nobody likes that feeling. Yet if you're approaching somebody and they don't know you and they're saying no to you, they're not rejecting you. How can they reject you? They don't know you. That is true, yeah. <laughs> and so we don't want to, and again, you hear that thing, don't take it personally. Well, easier said than done. Uh -huh. But when you realize that it's, and I here's here's how the metaphor I use for it, it's like going into a sweet store, an ice cream store, and you might prefer chocolate ice cream or strawberry ice cream, but it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with the vanilla or the uh -huh. tutti frutti ice cream. <laughs> it's just somebody else's preference. So if you're the vanilla ice cream and somebody doesn't choose you, you can make it all about you, or you could just say, hey, I'm not their cup of tea, and that's okay. So, I'm so not very true. Yeah. always going to be somebody's cup of tea. And when you're able to be that honest with yourself and that grounded, then then you realize, hey, somebody's not rejecting me. They're rejecting some image. They don't even know me. Yeah. And of course, if they took that time to get to know me, how could they not <laughs> like me? I'm adorable. I'm lovable. I'm wonderful. <laughs> right. And do you find that that is true, seems to be more true with your older generations than your younger, where you're more comfortable in your skin and you tend to know more of what you want and things like that. Um, that's a really good point. And I wish I could say absolutely yes, that that's one of the benefits of getting older. Uh -huh. However, if you're not, chronological age doesn't matter. 
if you're not working your stuff as you mature, you will feel as emotionally immature and as emotionally fragile if you're not working it. So yes, if you're working it and you're in your 40s and 50s and 60s and being using the passage of time and life experiences to become a more aware, grounded human being, yes, but yet many people, which is why you'll see very emotionally immature 50s, 60s, 70s. Very true. <laughs> yes, because they're not working their stuff. Whereas I also work with some millennials and, and who are incredibly insightful. Yeah. Not because they had easy childhoods or life gave them, you know, nothing but rainbows, but because they're working it. They're seeking out psychotherapy in order to understand what's gone awry and how to be better people. And we can do that at any stage in life. So, so very true. And that is absolutely a good piece of information there. So how can we, as people in society and just in general, how can we create better boundaries for ourselves and living just a, a, a well-rounded life? Do you have any, any specific tips on that as far as, as that goes? What makes us a better person? I mean, what can we, what steps can we do to make us a better person? So two things, when you're talking about boundaries, and I really like to spend a little bit of time on this because a lot of people don't, the term boundaries is often misused or um, just misunderstood. And so for a boundary, in order, I think healthy boundaries are indeed a really important part of having a healthy life and some people and this is very true if you didn't grow up with boundaries you might not know what a boundary is mm -hmm. right That's and true. so people say well how can I hold a boundary I never had any I didn't <laughs> grow up with boundaries so in order to have a healthy life it's about knowing and working this gaining the strength around this what works for me what makes me feel good what makes me feel good in relationship to others. And as you learn that and get that self-awareness and then hold that ground mm -hmm. and knowing that boundaries will shift and change depending upon the person. With some people, we need very strong, firm, strict boundaries, mm -hmm. whether it's a family member or a friend or somebody in business. Yet with a romantic partner or a really good girlfriend who knows us, we can relax our boundaries and let them be more permeable. And so it's about first getting to know yourself and about what's right for you and the meaning of boundaries so that then you can start working your boundaries, knowing that it is a work in progress, right? Uh -huh. And then as far as tips for living a generally healthy life, it, again, it goes back to first knowing one's boundaries, but it also goes, Nurse Nikki, to really knowing your code, what is your moral code? Okay. And yeah. once you know your moral code, and a lot of people either absorb a code they were given as children, mm -hmm. or they absorb the society's code, and they just kind of wing it as they go through life, right? Yeah. <laughs> I've and met a lot just, of those people, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. 
and and we don't stop. Nobody <laughs> teaches us in many cases to slow down and develop our own moral code, our own compass about what is important to us in life. Wow, that that's the key right there. Yes, it is because yes. then once you do that, then every act that you take in your eyes will be righteous. It will be positive without looking at somebody else's moral code and what's right for them. You will be acting in accord with what you believe in. And so, for example, if you believe in polygamy and that's your thing, uh -huh. then you'll be going through life saying, hey, I'm a polygamist, standing in that truth and going <laughs> in life in that honest way. If you're monogamous, um, which I happen to be, uh -huh. then I have a very strong code of fidelity and uh -huh. devotion. And so it's not about judging it. It's about knowing what it is and living in accord with that. And then when you make mistakes and stumbles and life gives us those, then learning from that, not blaming yourself, using it as fuel and moving forward to be a better version of yourself every day. That's the way I look at it. Well, that's an awesome way of looking at it, and it's so very true, because each individual person is different, obviously. Yes, yeah, so yes. how you face the day or how you face a person or, you know, what have you is going to depend on your moral code. So that's a really good piece of information there. So do you have any advice um, for the ladies and the guys out there today on um, what they could do, like when they're coming home from work today and and they're celebrating Valentine's Day with their, their spouse or, or their loved one. Do you have any advice uh, for the ladies and the guys out there? What could um, potentially make that better, whether it be how you speak to someone or how you treat someone or just any advice at all out there because we can always use advice right <laughs> yeah we can use we can all use a little guidance yeah, a little right? guidance yeah. <laughs> a little guidance it's helpful so first before i move to the couples because i don't want to leave out the single people you mentioned that True. earlier yes i did a a blog that was posted on on my site on um Tuesday, specifically for the single people out there. Okay. And what I tell people is Valentine's Day doesn't have to be a couple's day. If you're solo, one of my favorite Valentine's Day, before I was married, I thought, I'm not taking any offers for dates. This year, it's all about me. <laughs> and so I went to a yoga class. I went on a walk. I went to another yoga class. I took my friends chocolates and flowers, and I just had the most magnificent day. Oh, and awesome. then I don't, I'm not, you know, I don't take the time to cook for myself. And I have never in my life made myself a candle lit dinner with China. Uh -huh. And I did that. Awesome. I oh, my put goodness. out camp and it was just because it was choice. And my version of Valentine's Day that year, I chose to give to myself and give to the people I loved. I didn't need to focus on a mate. So that's the piece for the singles out there. Take advantage of today. Make it your day. Cuddle up with yourself. Take a bubble bath. You know, it doesn't have to be about food, but if you want food, make it right. about food. And just give yourself a day of absolute self-love. So that's my message for the single people out there. Awesome. For couples. Um, I just really believe in couple in couplehood you know when you're in the right relationship and about really diving in and giving your mate um a really healthy dose of love every day 
And so Valentine's Day, I just like to look at it as a day where I get to do that a little bit on steroids, right? Right. So, <laughs> so where I get to say, wow, this is a day to celebrate how much I love you. Um, because, and it's my, to my friends as well. I sent all my friends happy Valentine's Day text this morning. Um, I, you know, woke up giving my husband happy valentine's kisses and he was giving me kisses uh -huh. and I, he gave me a card and i gave him a card and we'll have our special romantic dinner tonight that's going to be a deli sandwich picnic which right. is our thing right <laughs> awesome. avoid the crowds and so it doesn't you can make it fancy it can be about flowers it can be about chocolates it can be about jewelry whatever makes you know a couple happy but it's really to me about we never know what day what moment is going to be our last and so I look at it that way. Hey, I want to celebrate love today. And so that's my message for couples is celebrate your sweetheart. Let let them know how much you adore them. Um, that's it's beautiful. precious. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about this um, this upcoming book that you have, Joy from Fear. That's a very intriguing title. So what is Thank that you. about? You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so my my journey in life has been anything but linear, right? And I um, went to law school and I got my master's in counseling and I worked in the investment industry, but I was always called back to my childhood dream of two things. One where I wanted to be a writer. I was writing on anything and everything as soon as I could hold a pencil. <laughs> and in third grade, I was asked by a teacher what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I instantly knew. I yeah. never formulated in my mind, but I saw Charlie Brown's Lucy, doctor is in psychiatric advice right oh. <laughs> and I said to myself that's that's I want to help people so at much later in life I said I'm going back to school I have my master's in counseling but I want to be a psychologist that's my life dream uh -huh. so I went back to school and it was in the middle of my doctoral program that I realized that it was fear that held me back that it was not not because I didn't want all of these other elements of my life, but I was trying to please everybody. Yeah. I was trying to be the good wife, the good daughter, the hardworking, you know, investment person, all of this. And But I wasn't living my dream. And so in doctoral school, they give you the um, chance, not the chance, the requirement of doing your doctoral dissertation. Uh -huh. And I said to myself, I am going to investigate fear. <laughs> I want to understand if what held me back is what also holds other people back. And if so, I want to help people not get held back like me. Uh -huh. I want them to go and live their life earlier than I did. Yeah. And so I did a lot of qualitative research and quantitative research, had about 700 participants. Wow. And so what I found is how common it is for people, men and women, to do what must be done in life and to not live their dreams for a variety of fears. Fear of not being accepted, fear of disappointing others, fear of simply trying something that's outside their comfort zone, fear of failure, all of these different things that keep people stuck yes, yes. in unfulfilling jobs, unfulfilling relationships. And so joy from fear is all of that knowledge and then my postdoc life experience and pre-doc life experience of how you can help people learn to not overcome their fear, 
not run from their fear, but embrace fear. Learn that every fear has a message in it and a message that just wants to be looked at and even kissed, you know, <laughs> the Valentine's Day. Said, what are you trying to tell me? And then using that message to move through, move forward as a more informed person and a more joyful person and that comes from doing that often painstaking process of slowing down to look within and look at one's fears and looking at one what really want one what a person really wants in life and having the courage to reach for that absolutely well that is some very very excellent advice and where can people go to find this, even myself, because I want to um, go grab this and read it. Where can we go well, to find this? Okay, so it's on my website. Um, we'll direct you. It's My website is uh, com. But also the publisher, Familius, it can be requested through Familius Publications. It's also for sale on Amazon. Okay. So it is on pre-order on Amazon. And um, if you have a local bookstore and you like supporting your local bookstore, you can request it from them, which, you know, helps us keep um, business with our local people. And I'm a big fan of that Absolutely. as well. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, fantastic. Well, we do appreciate you spending some time with us on this Valentine's Day and giving some expertise advice to us. So It has been a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And maybe one day you can come back and talk and, and give us some more advice. I would love it. Thank you. It's such a joy. Thank you.